0: we represent you
1: attack the
2: short side again two power away to desgo put it in this time it's kirian support we feel you by your presence trend a dart out from downie up he's gonna make it and he'll stand over with his elbow way
1: Well, Roosters fans, welcome to another episode of Roosters Radio. It's women in league round. And to celebrate, we're going to catch up with Corbin Baxter, the captain of our NRLW team. And Silky and Bell's on the back of a great win from Newcastle. Well, we headed to Suncorp to take on the minor, the potential minor premiers of the Panthers. Well, it wasn't to be in a tight, hard-fought match. Some controversial decisions, not our job to discuss that, not our go at the Roosters, but, Silky, I know you were fired up swearing at the TV, and Bell's looking forward to seeing how you saw it. Welcome
2: to this week's episode. Silky, Far away. Hello and welcome to another episode of Roosters Radio. And firstly, look, I have to uh, make a public apology to my wife and uh, and two daughters for the profanities that I delivered to the TV between 5.30 and 7pm last Saturday afternoon. Uh, look, we all saw the game, we all know some of the decisions that didn't go our way and as you rightfully said Bush, we're not going to get stuck in the weeds as it were but a disappointing result, really happy with the performance and I'm sure our boys took plenty out of it.
1: Bells, welcome to this week's episode. How did you see it?
3: Yes. Hello, boys and Roosters fans. Uh, Definitely, I'm not sure if I used colourful words like Silky did. However, it was definitely a frustrating game on Saturday night. Um, One to put in the back pocket and, you know, forget about and move forward into the next few games. It was a close game, boys. Um, 20 to 16, three tries apiece. Uh, We played really well. Um, But, yeah, frustrating. However... Let's um, move on from it, hey?
1: Silky, to you, uh, I think what are the lessons do you think the boys will take away from that game? You know, earlier on in the season uh, when we played Penrith, you know, we had a send off and, and, and this, or a sin beating, um This time, and, and Coach Robinson must be really proud of him. We've got a full first grade side on the bench. How do you think Robbo's feeling? I know in the press conference you highlighted, uh, you know, off air that uh, he really handled himself with composure, but what do you think he'll take out of that game and what will the players take away?
2: Well, Bush, I think the way that they just dug in, you know, Penrith got out to a, a good little lead there, but we kept finding points, um, you know, and, and as I said, we just didn't get the rub of the green, there was a couple of incidents right towards the end, that it might have been a different result, but uh, like I said, mate, it's not f- for us to dwell on, on, the, uh, on the past, I think we should move forward and, and talk about some of the highlights of the game, in particular for mine, uh, Nat Butcher played 80 minutes, uh, topped the tackle count, 47 tackles, and, and some really strong carries.
3: Yes, Suki, I thought he played awesome, you know, started the game and just led from that uh, position and did really well. Um, obviously, Manu, excellent game again. We really need him to sign on that little black dotted line. He played awesome. He topped the run metres again, 206. You know, he got a try, most line breaks. He's just, every time he's got his hands on the ball, the next play off it, something happens. And it just, it just, he's so exciting to watch. He had a great game. Um, I thought Egan, you know, the Butcher brothers, I thought Egan played awesome as well um, off the bench. He did some really good things and he's getting a lot of uh, more minutes there. He played 29 minutes, so nearly half an hour in the game and um, I thought he did well. And then our other big boy, our forward, takia how he had a great game, 175 metres. Um, I thought he was best from the front and led the way. Hargraves only played 13 minutes but I heard yesterday he's got he's got a bit of an injured hand a broken thumb so um you know they rested him Robbo rested him a little and um you know he needed that rest after his few couple of big weeks and being simbin didn't help him look it was a close game boys it really was and and they need to be proud of the way they played Verrills did some great things um he also did some simple mistakes as well but You know, if you're not doing mistakes, you're not trying, are you? So, I I honestly, I thought they put together a really good performance against the Panthers.
1: I want to give a a notable mention to Victor Radley as well, who just tackled his heart out all night. But in particular, he was, uh, you know, there was one big hit that he put on that rattled the Panthers' defence. And you could just see all night they were looking for him. He was pretty fired up. And I think um, from a leadership perspective, that's exactly what I want from our young leaders. And, and Victor's showing the way when Jared's off the field. I know Jared seemed to be a bit frustrated, but Victor just in defence was just inflicting what he does every single week.
2: Yeah, mate, that was a solid hit on Paul Momroski. It was a real game changer. The game was in the balance there. And it was actually off the back of that error we got, we got all the way down into their 10 metres, and that's when we should have... Um, you know, that's when Liam Martin should have got ten in the bin. But anyways, we move on. We've got a big show, guys. We're going to be talking to our NRLW captain, Corbin Baxter. really looking forward to that. Uh, the women's game is actually growing this year. There's three new teams, Newcastle, Titans and Paris. So interested to get her thoughts on that. And also the, uh, the timing has changed as well. So uh, we'll learn a little bit more about that when we go to our first break. You're on Roosters Radio. We'll
3: be back right after this.
1: Well, Roosters fans, every week we come up with some great guests and none greater than this week. Of course, we have Women in League round this week on Roosters Radio, and what a week it is. And to celebrate that, we've got our skipper from the NRLW side from the Sydney Roosters, Corbin Baxter. So, Corbin, thank you for joining us and welcome to Roosters Radio.
3: Thanks for having me, guys. And spoke to be here and chatting to you. Hey, Corbin, it's Bells here. So great to have you on the show. And congratulations you're being celebrated this week by the sydney roosters for your on and off field contributions um, to the club for the women in league round so well done on that that's such a great achievement thank
0: you yes i um i, I did hear that and it was a bit of a shock but uh, a huge honor and um yeah a really special moment for me to be um recognized um in women in the league round it it means a lot.
3: Well. I was actually reading through some, um, you know, doing a little bit of research for the show and reading through some notes. And I was like, well, no wonder you've been nominated. You're you're our skipper and captain of the Roosters NRLW side. You're a wife. You're a mum. You work full time. You're an NRLW ambassador. NRL Future Leaders internship as well. Uh, You've also had a coaching role this year with the NRL squad, assisting heading up the speed program. Um, You know, I mentioned you're a mum with your little boy Carter. When on earth do you sleep? (laughs) sleep is
0: very important to me so I do find time (laughs) but um yeah life is hectic um but you know I, I wouldn't have it any other way it's um it's been a great you know a great year especially and um you know I I'm just sort of used to that hustle and bustle lifestyle um I guess COVID's been nice to slow down a little bit but um yeah it's um it's definitely a balancing act for sure
3: Oh, sorry, I also forgot to pop in there. You're the part-time actress as well, hey, on the, um, the DoorDash.
0: Oh. <laughs> I was like, where is this going? <laughs> um, yeah, that was lots of fun, lots of fun, that one.
2: <laughs> oh, cool, but I'm really curious to learn a little bit more about the NRL Future Leader Internship. What is, what's that about?
0: Yeah, so the NRL internship, it's a Future Leaders Internship and it's the first of its kind. They kicked it off um in 2020 so last year um it was supposed to be a 12-month program but because of COVID it sort of got extended out um two years which which has been awesome but pretty much we just I'm doing it with two other people Dean Hallatow and Mick Green and we pretty much just get to bounce around the NRL um business and get a bit of a taste of everything so we spend you know about four weeks at a time in different departments and just, um, yeah, we get to um, learn all the areas of the company and um, at the end of it, we sort of cho- choose what we're most interested in and, and what we want to sort of delve into a bit deeper and um, spend a little bit more time there. So it's been um a huge learning experience for me. Um, I know Mick and, and Hala, they sort of have their, you know, their eyes set on what they want to do for me. It was more about just trying to soak up as much as possible and, and be a sponge pretty much. And um, yeah, it's coming to an end. It's going to um, end in October, but hopefully, you know, something might come from it. And if not, um, you know, I've, I've learned a lot and, and taken a lot of from the experience.
1: Wow. Corbin, I want to take you back a touch, you um, know, Born in New Zealand and a young girl playing sport. um, obviously uh, a sprinter uh, as well. Um, you know, for our Young Roosters Radio listeners, I know Cooper's daughter Skylar, she's got big dreams with the Olympics recently on. We've been talking to him about, uh, you know, going, you know, in 2032 to Brisbane. How did you get involved, start the journey for us?
0: Yeah, so I was um, I was born in New Zealand. Um, I moved to Australia when I was three years old. So, um, you know, yeah, bro- brought up over here in Aussie. I've lived in Cronulla most of my life um and I growing up I played a lot of a lot of different sports and um, sports sort have been my passion for as long as I can remember I, I touched any football that I could or any type of um any type of ball that I could whether it be a netball a Oz tag ball touch football whatever and just tried everything and growing up netball was actually my my main sport and um I had Carter when I was pretty young and after I had him I sort of decided I wanted to change up a little bit and um, my sister-in-law and, and some of the um, girls that I played touch football with um, I heard they played rugby league and I did not know that it was a thing I think I was 17 or 18 years old when I when I watched my first game and that was the jewellery's versus the kiwi ferns um, it was a test match and I just fell in love with I fell in love with it like the hits and the athleticism of these girls it was amazing and it inspired me to to give it a crack so I started playing when I was um 19 um and then it sort of kicked off from there i haven't looked back i've been playing for the last seven seven eight years now and um yeah it's it's been a fun journey but um yeah so glad that i discovered it and now it's just taken off so much and there's so many opportunities and if you don't know that there's women's rugby league you're sort of living under a rock so it's cool to be in that position
2: let's talk a bit of uh, nrlw if you don't mind corbin I know that obviously with the the issues in and around covid it's pushed the season back. Uh you go, you're about to start the season the the week leading into the grand final. Do you think that's been a good thing for for the women's game? Like how has that affected, you know, your training getting ready for the season? It it's
0: it has been pretty tough especially for the girls um in Sydney. Um you know, we haven't been able to get together as a group at all and train. Um our clubs have tried to get some exemptions to to be able to come together but it hasn't been possible so far so in saying that you know all the all the clubs have to sort of hold off until the end of August to start their pre-season but yeah it's it's all about um, trying to stay motivated we're, we're in you know continuous contact with our coach and, and staff from our clubs and you know they are giving us programs but it's mainly just um, individualized stuff trying to get keep the end of um, the month then um, yeah we'll come together as a team and hopefully hit the ground running but yeah it's it's been tough I know some girls have already relocated from New Zealand and Queensland into Sydney and into into Queensland so um, being with the competition being pushed back it, it's it's um you know been a bit tough for them um, but there's definitely positives um, you know we, we'll get a proper pre-season we'll get a full you know four to six weeks together and then playing after the men's comp will we'll have a bit more exposure and, and more eyes on us which is a great thing too.
2: And a, and a few new names, but uh, in particular, a new coach. What can you tell us about a new coach?
0: Yeah, strange is awesome. He um he was our assistant coach last year alongside um Jamie Feeney and, and Kylie. And um he's he's been awesome. He coaches the Central Coast Roosters and the Harbinong yep. Premiership team, and they've been super successful over the last few years when he's been in charge. They took out the premiership last year, and unfortunately this year we weren't able to play the grand final, but they were the hot favourites. So He's done a really great job, and um, I'm really excited to work with
2: him. And, Corbin, lastly, just the pathways for the young women. So, obviously, we had a pretty successful season with the Tasha Gale side. Now, I do note that a few of the girls have, have got contracts to play in the NRLW side.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a great um, it's a great pathway through. You know, we've had some young girls that have been in that Tasha Gale group for a long time. You know, Keely Joseph, she's um, an up-and-coming star. She's been trained with us from the very first NRLW year. She was only... I don't even know, 15, um, and she's, you know, been in that wider squad with us, and this year she can, you know, finally play, um, you know, and she's been in that origin sort of um, under-18s, under-19s pathway and seeing girls like that that have, you know, been been there right from the start and and, and going through the pathway, it's great to see, and she's just, you know, a great star coming through.
3: Corbin, it's also a new-look season. We've got six teams this year. Can you tell us a little bit about that and how it's going to look kicking off in that grand final week in October?
0: Yeah, um, I'm really excited to have three new teams. Um, so we, the Warriors have obviously are unable to play with us this year. So we've got Newcastle, Parramatta and the Gold Coast Titans, which is really cool. And, and it's just great to have more opportunities for, for girls to be able to um, show what they can do on the big stage. So, um, you know, my goal is the women's competition to be, you know, a full competition just like the men, where we can train and, and play full time, so it's a step in the in the right direction. And um, yeah, more games for us in the meantime as well. So if we're playing more footy at, at that at that higher level, it's um, yeah, that's perfect for us. And and that's ideally what I want to be doing. So really exciting.
3: And just to let the fans know, um, at this stage, kicking off in October, so each team would play each other once. And then the top four then would battle it out in the semis and the final?
0: Correct, yeah. That was that was the format. I actually can't remember if they're going to maybe skip the semi, but that was the original plan. But we'll definitely play each other once and then there'll be either a semi and a grand final or just a straight grand
3: final. So there's some great footy to come after the GF. <laughs> That's
0: it. That's it. The main event, the girls. <laughs> That's right.
3: <laughs>
1: Cool, when you play uh, centre 5'8 and fullback um, and, and you're, you're obviously playing for the Gillaroos as well as the Blues. What's your favourite position on the field and uh, you know, what do you prefer?
0: I really enjoyed um, diving into the 5'8 position. I've been playing there for the last two years now. Um, and, yeah, it's been a bit of a, a journey. I, I loved, you know, starting off at centre, I played there for a few years, um, but I definitely knew I wanted to get my hands on the ball more and and be more involved and that sort of led me to playing fullback for a couple years um but then even sort of throughout the whole time I just always had in my head that I was at 5'8 so um it actually happened by chance that I found myself there one of the girls in my um local club teams um she injured herself unfortunately but I sort of had to slide in there and I sort of just have stuck there ever since and yeah just having the ball in my hand more coming from a touch footy Oz tag background I Mm -hmm. love um Playmaking and being as involved as they can. So I'll definitely say
1: five 8 position. Yeah, nice. Do you have any inspirations from the men's game that play in the five position? Or you know, growing up, you would have been a rugby league fan as well, possibly a sharky, and that we won't hold that against you. You can't live in the you can't live in the shire. I think it's I think it's actually illegal to go for another team if you live in the shire, isn't it? It
0: is. It is. I'd get shot. I think yeah. <laughs> my husband would was- shoot me. He's a, a westy but he's he's a diehard sharky so Uh, I think he disowned me um Benji Marshall was was my idol he's always been my idol growing up I've just loved watching him play he's he's elusive and and is stepping and that's Mm. just something that I've always loved but um he's got that touch football background too he does he does he's just Mm. he's just a freak so um definitely growing up him still him will be my my all-time fave but um you know Watching Kiery, Luke Kiery play, he's um someone that I I like to sort of watch and and um base my game around. His loves to run and um yeah that's sort of my style as well.
1: Now Corbin, just a little um you know fun fact or fun question. One of the hosts on this show could have uh, probably been in your position if they were to uh, if the if the game was uh, as strong as it is now. Um, you know many years ago, I won't give their age away, I won't even give away their gender. But if they wanted to make a comeback, it's never
0: too late
3: because yes,
1: after, after this interview they're going to be as inspired as any to see how much you've achieved
3: I'll, I'll need plenty of that sprint coach training to tell you
1: yeah i'm glad you've You're added yourself it. bells we, we've exhausted ourselves corbin by just doing our research on what you've done and it's really impressive really amazing but is there any tips for a um, mother of three you know one of her sons is about to have his 21st um would she be able to make a comeback at that age it is never too
0: late never too late look at kylie hilda
3: well, I used yeah. to play touch with Kylie. I played oh. under-20s New South Wales with her and um, we did a tour. Yeah, I, I played a lot of touch with Kylie. So, there yeah, you go. that's it. I could, I could um, you know, <laughs> go and have a run with her. And, uh,
1: <laughs> now I, I just noticed we've got Roosters Radio sideline reporter uh, Skylar June Silk ready to launch into a question, hey. Corbin, if you don't mind. She does all of our off-field hard-hitting questions, so Skylar's going to uh, step up and, and ask something there, I think.
0: Hit me, Skylar. Hi, Corbin. Skylar here. I was just wanting to know how you're going to improve from last year and win the grand final. Oh, that's a good question. It's it's going to be tough, um, especially with a couple extra teams this year, but I think um, having a few extra games to be able to sort of ease into the competition, I find that in the last three years, we've sort of gotten better as we've gone on. So I think with um, having a few extra games, Games. That's what's going to happen. We're going to peak at the right time, and at the grand final, we're going to be fully ready to go and and beat whoever we have to come up against. Great question.
2: <laughs> <laughs> now, Corbin, I get great pleasure watching one of your teammates, Hannah Southwell particularly when she's defending. Mm. Uh, and, and one thing I did know about her is that she's been you know, played at the highest level in a number of sports. A bit like you, a lot of the players. I know that Charlotte Kazlick, who's you know just played in the sevens, came back and played with the Roosters last year, but. I want to know what's it like being tackled by Hannah because she just breaks girls in two. She does. It's more humiliating than anything
0: because it's just like – it's a perfect technique like straight out of the textbook and she just folds you like it's not even that i mean it does hurt but because it's like such perfect technique it doesn't really hurt that much but you just know when you look back it looks really bad because <laughs> she just crunches oh, i think
2: she's got the best technique of defending in in, in both the men's and women's game it's I it's agree. unbelievable i love watching her play for she you. reminds you of wayne pierce seriously there's no better
1: technique It's yeah, yeah. a great
3: good. analogy yeah. that's who she is yeah.
2: it's incredible
3: yeah, another she's, um, um,
0: Yeah, that's it. Yeah, Richter, perfect. <laughs> yeah, she's um, she's just mastered it, and I think everyone knows that she's the best tackler in the game for sure. And Corbin, just riffing
1: on that, how do you find the hits? I mean, you know, we know you're tough. We know you, you know, you've got a lot of uh, you know mental toughness, and being a sprinter and, and being you know personal trainer, you've got a lot of discipline and stuff. But you know, those, those hits have got to hurt. So you know, how do you recover after a game, and how do you prefer, prepare for the next week?
0: yeah they definitely hurt i think um when you're in the game you sort of just you're hyped up and you can't feel it so much but the next day it's something else <laughs> it's it's like being hit by a truck um the neck for me mainly it's my neck i just the whiplash that's that's where it gets me but um yeah you you sort of have that week to recover you um I, I like to get in the beach i live right next to next to the beach so i try to get in there and and do as much as i can or get a massage but um very important. Um, just try to do as much as I can to keep the body right because if it's not and another another week rolls around pretty quickly, so um, super important to make sure that you get that recovery in.
3: <laughs> now, Corbin, away from rugby league, what do you do in your downtime? Do you like to paddle out on the board and have a surf? I do. I um,
0: Usually just to just swim and, and, yeah, go with my husband and my son, but, um, the last couple of months, my son's really got into surfing, and um, he's he's you know bought himself the board and the wetsuit. And my husband's jumped on the bandwagon, and now they've sort of pulled me on. And I've always said I've always been in Cronulla, but I've never really been a surfer. All my friends have, have loved it, but I finally jumped on it, the bandwagon, and it's really fun. Just learning new skills, I love I love that. But it's very frustrating. It's 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 tough to to master, and um, yeah, it's going to be an ongoing process. But it's lots of fun.
1: Well, Corbin, on Roosters Radio, we run a uh, program. It happens One of us on here, and it's not me, and it's not the, the girl that's going to make a comeback, happens to be a master surfer, and uh, some would consider him a wave hog. He is a Bondi boy through and through. So saying your husband's a Westie tells me that he did a lot of his surfing at the waterworks. This guy's the real deal. So you've won a prize. You've won a couple of surfing lessons for your son and your husband from one of the greats of Bondi. He can be a little narky in the water but that's just because <laughs> yeah that's just because he just demands success like Robo. so anytime you want us to wheel him out down Cronulla get him down um the problem down at Cronulla is he doesn't have the co- they don't have the coffee that he likes down there it's like strained through like a goat's oh, no. liver or whatever it is but uh, yeah he'd be only too happy to come down and show him uh, some of the wares on the water
0: amazing I love that
1: <laughs> well Corbin we really want to thank you so much for coming on and uh, congratulations on all your success honestly um, you know, we're really, really proud of our women's game. And, uh, you know, we've all got daughters and mums and and grandmothers who we're so proud of. But to see the way the game is just evolving, and it's because of players like yourself, um, to see them at the Roosters, you know, what you did last year with Roosters TV and, you know, through injury, we're so excited about your comeback this year. We really wish you the best. And uh, we'll be following you really closely and hopefully have you back on again and get a little bit of insight in season. Um, but thank you so much. We've been really excited about this interview, uh, regardless of women in league round. It just coincided perfectly. Good luck and thank you so much for spending time with us.
0: Thank you so much for having me. It was a blast. Thanks, guys.
1: Well, Silky and Bells, what a really impressive young lady Corbin Baxter is and uh, so looking forward to watching her play the game. And she speaks so well and what a great representative of our club.
2: Couldn't agree more, Bush. Uh, Look, obviously very busy with with all the roles she has, not only the club, but the NRL as well as being a mum and a coach. What a great leader.
3: Yes, uh, she was fantastic. She spoke beautifully. She's a she's a beautiful young lady and it was actually interesting to hear, you know, what we've got to look forward to in October with the new um, look season for the six teams and NRLW. So it was great having her on and um, it'll be good to hear from her later on in the season as well.
2: Guys, I'm going to go out on a limb here. I'm going to uh, declare the roosters are good things for the NRLW this year. Uh, look, they've picked up some uh, good young players from our Tasha Gale side. Um, and they've also picked up uh, Jess Sergis, who was a standout, I thought, uh, in the State of Origin match uh, earlier this year. So uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing our women's Roosters team take to the field. So here we might add
1: Jess Sergis is uh, homecoming. She's a mad Roosters fan, Dahlia medalist in 2019, and uh, we're really looking forward to having her bolster our strength to take on the Brigginshaw-led Broncos.
3: Yes, it's going to be great and I'm looking forward to the whole season because kicks off grand final week, so the grand final's over and then we've got some amazing football to keep watching. So I'm really excited for that, boys. But um, turning our attention to Friday night's match, we're taking the Broncos on up at Suncorp Stadium, 8 o'clock kickoff. Uh, it's going to be a cracking game up there.
2: Yeah, well, they give us a touch-up earlier this year. I'm sure Victor Radley's looking forward to this game, albeit without no Tevita Pengai Jr. Look. Broncos, I think they're wounded. I really do think they're wounded. Angus Crichton's going to be a big loss. I think Dale Copley's going to make his, uh, well, you can't call it a boo, his re-emergence back into the, uh, the red, white and blues. Um, but I'm pretty confident off the back of our performance last week. I think, I think our boys will take a fair few positives out of that game. Uh, and I think we're going to win and win well.
1: Yeah, I have to agree, Silky. I've got to tell you, uh, Dale Copley's a welcome addition of the Roosters. He's a he's a really intelligent young player. Oh, he's you know he's, he's no longer a young player's experience. experienced. But I think the time away from the Roosters, when we had him last time. He was developing his game. He burst out of the blocks with the Broncos. He was a welcome addition. And he's gone away and done some work on his game. And I think he's Coach Robinson's style of play that he likes to coach. I think they'll have a great relationship. And you'll see big things from over the next few weeks. I'm with you. I think uh, Victor Radley, looking forward to seeing him lead our pack uh, into the Broncos. Last time we played them, uh, we all know Victor got uh, sin binned and sent off. Um, oh, sorry, and uh, sidelined for a few weeks. Um, you know, due to his uh, aggressive but yet effective style of, style of tackling. I'm uh, looking forward to seeing him do that again.
3: Look, the Broncos have got a lot to prove. They've had a bit of a shocking season and um, they've come off a big loss to the Knights on the weekend as well. So they will come out firing as they always do. And you can never write the Broncos off, but I no. think it's important for us coming towards the end of the year as well, the end of the season, to try and get that top four finish and I'm really looking forward to Payne Haas. I love watching him play football. Um, he's a great young forward of the game and, um, you know, it'll be great to see Siwa take him on after Siwa's big game on the weekend. So that'll be a cracker. And as you mentioned, Radley, um, I love watching him protect Sammy Walker against this big Bronco pack. So that's going to be another cracker for him. He'll just take on the whole forward pack anyhow, Victor the Inflictor. But, um, yeah, I'm predicting that we're going to get up and we're going to get up really well on Friday night. Um I think it's going to be about a 32 to 20 a game.
1: Yeah, I like it. Silky, what are your thoughts?
3: Well,
2: I think Sam Walker is going to have a big game. I think he's going to have a lot to do with the result. Uh, Look, obviously, his family are Brisbane Broncos through and through. He's come down. There was all this uh, conjecture about him, whether he'd sign with the Broncos or why didn't he sign with the Broncos. I think he's got a point to prove, to be honest. I think he just wants to stamp his authority, and I think he will. I think the Roosters 40, Broncos 6. Wow. Whoa.
1: That's a big, a big one. Mate, I, um, I agree with you on the Sunny Walker factor. I think he's having a big game. It's his second opportunity in front of a home crowd. Obviously, it would have been a home game for the Roosters, but due to COVID uh, and everything else, it's back up there. So really good for Sam to get a second shot. And he was pretty impressive the first game, I think. You know, he made good account of himself, even in a losing side. Um, you know, so I'm thinking big scoring. I think he a hand in a couple of tries, probably score one himself. And it's going to be a big score. But I'm going to say Roosters 36. Broncos
2: twelve. Yeah, I like it. I like so we got some we got some blowouts there, guys. Yeah, yes, we, we, have. We, we are looking we've got for some it. points I on us. Yeah. Well, I hope they don't play this to Something the for the thirteen plus punters out there. Something for the thirteen that's plus punners. <laughs> well that's it for another episode of Roosters Radio. We'd like to thank our very special guest, Corbin Baxter. Enjoy winning league round. East, East to win. win.
3: Beware the roosters grow, they drink the sea in action, these boys will show the way, put the roosters on the field, they'll show you how to play, here come the roosters, the best we've ever seen.